0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Veteran Gamers Interview. Uh, This week, we've got Matthew Doucette from Zona Games
1: on. Hello, Matthew. Hi. So, how are you doing? I'm guessing you've been busy? (laughs) Yes, we've been very busy. No, this week uh, we released uh, two games, so uh, it's been very busy for us.
0: We are going to talk about games, but I want to get something out of the way first. Basically, on our forums, they have an obsession with biscuits, now, I don't know whether you know what biscuits are in the UK. Have you any uh, idea what a biscuit is?
1: Um, biscuit to me is just like a piece of bread, basically, with butter on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you see, I've heard that a lot. It's just some weird thing in the States, isn't it? You have gravy with it or something, don't you,
1: I believe? Is that right? Sometimes, sometimes we do, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that's not a biscuit in the UK. A biscuit in the UK is a bit like a cookie, if you will. Okay. It's a sweet could... Snack, you know, and uh, one of the one of the guys on the forum, Surface Lizard, is is pretty much obsessed with biscuits. Okay, okay. So, so the first question I've got to get out of the way to, to begin with is, what's your favorite cookie or sweet <laughs> snack?
1: You know, got to get that out of the way to begin with. Okay, well, my favorite cookie would probably be—I'm not sure—chocolate chip cookie. I would say something pretty basic. I'm not a—I'm not really too into a sweets and snacks, actually. Really? So what well, what do you yeah. like to eat then? So what's your, what's I try your- to eat I actually try to eat really healthy. Um which means like not I don't like to eat too much junk food or anything that's uh anything like desserts or anything like that. I've gotta uh, say, Surface Lizard is gonna be very disappointed that you don't <laughs> eat biscuits
0: or any sort of sweet snacks, really. So what's, what's think, your sort of a snack an an oatmeal
1: bar or something then? I don't even know, really. I just try to you know I, I just Twittered yesterday, when do, when do game programmers eat? Because I had spent, I was, it was already like five o'clock and I hadn't ate a meal yet. So I have problems just simply getting in enough food as it is. So when I do, I try to make sure that it's good food. Well, I mean, you did say to me as I was chatting to you last night, wasn't I? Just sort of catching up before
0: the interview. And you were saying then that you had to go and eat because you hadn't eaten all day. <laughs> Exactly.
1: You
0: know, so. And that was that, already
1: like mid-afternoon or something, right? Yeah, that's really not healthy, you know. Because you no, were saying
0: you'd be, you're a healthy guy, but obviously not eating is not healthy.
1: No, yeah, it's, 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 it's extremely unhealthy. And uh, with uh, the work just put in right before these two games come out, just making sure they were ready. And then a little bit of the post-release work has really taken its toll, and like the time just flies by—you don't even realize that a whole day is gone—and because uh, you're just you're just so busy, and you can easily spend a whole day without even eating. Right. Um, it's amazing, really. Can I
0: can I just ask you? I mean, before we start talking about the actual
1: games, sure. Um,
0: obviously, you're part of the Winter Uprising. Now we've heard a lot about this.
1: Um, That's right.
0: But I was hoping to get a bit of inside information off you. You know, okay. because who who actually came up with the idea and how did it all come about, really? So if you can give me a bit of background.
1: Hmm. Who came up with the idea? I think it was more of a collaborative effort. Um, who came up with the idea? I can't remember who. It might have been a dev. I shouldn't really answer that because I don't want to, to, uh, to Tricky. really... Tricky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but, uh, you know, I'm not sure who I think... Uh, I'm not really sure, but everybody kind of jumped in on it. Because I'm I'm guessing, I mean, part of the reason you've done this, I'm guessing, is because,
0: you know, Microsoft, to a certain extent, hasn't really marketed the indie games that well or that much. And I'm guessing that's part of this is more of a marketing thing than anything else.
1: It is a marketing thing. Um, Robert Boyd is the one who kind of... uh, was overseeing all of it and he did mention to me who uh, kind of approached him with the idea but uh, that's why I really didn't want to uh, didn't want to guess at names or anything here but basically it came from a positive reaction to the negative reaction to the change on the dashboard on uh, the uh, the dashboard update which you know what I can't remember when what date that was now well it was when the new update
0: came was we talked about that because because November first. Yeah, I think it was around yeah. there. Because yeah. we we sort of review indie games every week. You know, we sort of pick one or two games every week, and sometimes we just play them and talk about them anyway. You know, you know, recently uh, we both just uh, the two guys, myself and Juku, who, who play more indie games than Chinny on the podcast. Uh, we recently right. finished Decay Part Three, which we just thought was excellent. You know, we really like the Decay games. You know, and there's something that we've you know really taken notice of. Um, so we are sort of taking more notice of, of the actual indie games um, so how did you get involved were you approached or did you just sort of go I want to be part of this
1: um, at first it's almost uh, how can I even explain this there's so mu- there's such a huge reaction to this dashboard update if you remember we were put into the specialty shops section
0: yeah next to Avatar
1: um, clothing and, and Game Room
0: right. and we know how <laughs> successful that
1: was yes exactly and and worse of all, we weren't underneath games and demos, which is where Xbox Live Arcade is, games on demand, and demos, just like demos for retail games and whatnot. Um, so we were almost not considered games anymore. So it was, it was somewhat... I was actually quoted in a negative way, saying that I was insulted by it. But a, a, on a certain level, it was insulting. Um, Microsoft seemed to think that maybe we were going to get more traffic there, so like some, sometimes like there are good reasons for changing the system around, and, and they're not readily apparent. So a few people were, were like, "Hey, don't hammer it too quick because it might be a good move." Everybody else was mostly like uh this is a, a bad move people started posting on the forum saying that any games is dead some people were like packing up and leaving basically well i mean it was in i mean from our point of view because obviously like I say we do it, it was interesting because i've just
0: put the uh, end of year polls together for the last show of the year you know to talk about games of the year and all that stuff and i've asked people for nominations now last year when i did it you know i, I had a you know indie game of the year last year and you know there wasn't a lot of people interested most people were like oh don't play him or whatever and That's and right. it was uh I made a game with zombies in it was, was obviously our our favorite last year, yeah, uh, it's a but in, game. Yeah, yeah interestingly this year everybody 's put some and some that we haven 't even featured on the show you know that they 've found themselves, which was really refreshing, you know that people are actually starting to go and look at the indie games
1: now and taking it a bit right. more seriously there 's a little bit of uh, you have to like warming up to the service for sure because at first it 's a uh, the The problem with any games immediately was that there was no gamer score and achievements and leaderboards, which which every Xbox gamer had been, you know, Microsoft engraved into their minds that this stuff is important. And even the people who say, oh, I don't play for achievements, like, you know, you have the achievement people that are all into just that. And you have the people who say, no, I appreciate just the game and all that argument. But when it's all said and done, people realize that, even if you're not into the achievements you, you there's still more than you can almost com- I'm not into like gaining a gamer score but I am into completing games so then you have people like that and now wow. on different websites that track that you can't see whether you've ever beat an indie game or not you know you can't compare your scores to other people who are playing the indie game certain things like that so there was a warming up to that you know you had to first people just kind of rejected it and and now they're kind of accepting it, especially with the price drop and everything. At first, at first, like 200 points was the cheapest any game. Now it's down to 80 points. Um, yeah, I think I think people are more likely to make an impulse
0: buy at 80 points than they would. You Definitely. know, if it if it was any more, I mean, it, that was a lot of the complaints we got initially. You know, when we first started featuring in the games, is that people just felt they were too expensive for what you were getting. And you, you know, I've heard rumors now. Maybe you can confirm or deny these, but I've heard rumors that they might be adding in fifty fifty Microsoft points per game. Is that is that correct? Fifty achievement points.
1: Um, I, I don't, I've not, i have not heard that rumor. I, in fact, I've I've been pushing for a tiered system. Which gets uh, some people agree with me, and definitely some people do not. But what I have heard, what I do know, is that one of the co founders of Xbox Live and e Games has come to the forums and basically said that they are aware of. I think they listed off, they basically started a thread, asked everybody for their input. At the very end of it, kind of listed off what they got from it, and achievements, gamer score, and leaderboards were in that list. And that's as far as, as what we actually know um so it's it's i guess the rumors can start that we are going to get those things but there's nothing that has been said yet that indicates that but i would not be surprised in the least if we get those things and, I, uh, I think it would make
0: a definite difference, to get, especially yeah. to, like you said, you know, we all go, oh, yeah, I'm not bothered about my game of school, but, you know, the, that sort of pling noise, and when, you you know, it comes up like you've achieved something, and, you know, it's going <laughs> to go out You know, no. My, I mean, even myself, I say I don't care a jot about my game of school,
1: but when I exactly. get one, yeah. <laughs> Just like people say advertising doesn't affect them, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's the same thing. <clears throat> what you're, what you, you you think that it's not affecting you, but it actually is, it, and you can tell it, it. It really is important. Oh yeah, we're so, definitely
0: programmed. That's yeah, we're show.
1: programmed. Yeah, and uh and it and, and there's a distinction there. You don't want to have any games <clears throat> feeling like the bargain bin games. <clears throat> you know, like oh these games are lacking. You know, and they're in this bin over here. You want them to think, oh yeah. They are real games, like true games on the system, and I think we need those those features to 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 bring forth that feeling.
0: I think some of the games are starting to come through like that now, you know. But yeah. there is still a lot of the the really odd ones, and maybe you know I've, what I have seen is a drop off of the sort of massage games that we had a lot of in the early days. You That's know, right. <laughs> yeah, a lot of those seems to have disappeared. You know, or you know, just weird sort of practicing quick time events and stuff like that you know just some really that's odd, right yeah there was a lot of stuff like that 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 got put out on there i mean can i just talk to you a little bit about your, your past history then and how you got into developing games so how did that come about
1: okay well there's a the long story is that we started jason by we i mean jason and i uh we started when we were in grade two uh, about seven years old we started in programming games then so that's that's the long story what was story. that
0: on can i just ask yeah, then tex- I can gauge your age, you see.
1: Okay, yeah, a TI-99-4A. So that's a Texas instrument that would have competed with a VIC-20. All
0: right, VIC-20, yeah. I know. The TI-9, the right. not so much. But right. VIC-20, I know. So that would have been... What year would have that? That would have been in the sort of late 80s, was it? I'm
1: thinking that would have been, like, 1982. Oh, actually. earlier
0: than that. Yeah. God, that is... <laughs> see, I had a I I ground my teeth on the ZX-81, which... Uh, is, is that not the same thing as a Texas
1: Instruments thing, is it not? It's not the same, I don't think. There was
0: a Zedek, which was made by Clive Sinclair. Not familiar, too familiar
1: with that machine, but... I'm sure there was an
0: American... Because Duke said he had one, and it was an American version of the same machine. So okay.
1: I'm, I'm almost sure it could be potentially the same. Yeah, the ThinkTank like. was was the top uh, the, the top dog. The uh, Texas Instrument was a step below, but back then the Texas Instrument, the company innovated quite a few uh, technologies back on the early home computer systems that's completely forgotten about today, but they 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 invented some of that technology. It's amazing. And the and the system actually was pretty powerful. Right? Yeah, it definitely doesn't sound like what I started on. Yeah, <laughs> mine
0: wasn't powerful at all, and you had to get your volume knob on your tape recorded just to the
1: right level. <laughs> we had that too. With the t- yeah, it was a tape. We have. I still have my tapes from when I was a kid. Oh, someday I could load them up.
0: But yeah, I remember programming in basic code. Um, yeah that's what it was yeah but that's about as far as it went you know once uh, i was preferred to just play stuff other people have <laughs> programmed to be honest you know writing 29 lines of code just to get a sort of a very basic frogger game you know <laughs> yeah you know spending all afternoon if you just type one word slightly wrong <laughs> yeah it was all
1: cock then yeah God.
0: so how did you sort of get involved in x and a so what happened after that then so sort of coming forward a bit in time
1: well, I can, ju- I can just summarize from grade two, well, let's say grade four, because i was still making games at least by grade four. From grade four all through junior high, high school, college, university, and then about seven years after that. I can combine all that to just saying life got in the way. And we always kind of had our dream of making games on the back burner, like waiting for that opportunity to happen. Um that's a good summary, pretty that's a pretty good summary. And then uh what happened was Microsoft with their Dream Bill Play competition, which is uh closely tied to XNA. In fact, I think you have to use XNA to, to even uh, enter it. And you have to be indie. Yeah, And by indie, they didn't. I think they only, like, uh, technically speaking, just said your team had to be seven people or smaller. Right. Okay. It didn't have to be indie, and and a few. No, because at the
0: end of the day, Valve is an independent developer, aren't they? Really, you know. Exactly. So
1: (laughs) there's a ton of different definitions for indie. uh, What indie means, and sometimes some people think that once you make too much money, once as soon as you're funded by somebody else, you're not indie. uh, uh, I think we all have a general idea, and, and. of where it surrounds what indie is, and uh, like if, if you're Jason and I, just working on our own games, we're definitely indie. We're not we're self funded. We know for sure we're indie. We don't have to worry about <laughs> potentially like breaking that code yet. And but, there is uh, just like, the two of you that I'll do everything. Just the two of us, yeah. And if we ever got big, if we ever like, let's say we eventually got funded, let's say somebody actually was paying us to make our our games, and but the, uh, I would still consider ourselves to be indie if they they were still our games if someone is paying us to make their game then that's you're just a contract this is contract work that's not indie but I still want to maintain to the to the uh, I can't see this ever changing I want to maintain that sort of indie spirit no matter how much money comes in how many other companies we work with I want to maintain because there's something I think that's why everybody likes indie so much it's it's the, the creativity that comes out of it uh, yeah, was... I mean,
0: we we recently spoke to Nathan Fouts from uh, Mommy's Best Games, and yeah, he no, was interesting because he worked for Insomniac and then become an independent developer. So it was, yeah. yeah, it was quite interesting hearing how the you know the transition from working for a huge you know publisher and company and you know and developer and then coming to, you know to own his own company and you know starting almost from scratch again. So that was quite interesting. No, it uh, is. Yeah, Nathan's a great guy. It's it's really it's a cool story for sure. Yeah, so he was quite cool. I mean, let's let's talk a little bit about your games. then. so obviously, you're the first it was the first one you released, Decimation
1: X, wasn't it? Is that That's right? right. Des- Decimation X was the first one. It was released uh, this year, January sixteenth. That's right. And we like I say we reviewed it a bit into <laughs> the
0: year. It has to be said. But there's a lot of games yeah. to get through on there, and we rely on Quamri oh, yeah. to find them for us. You know, the ones to play. So how did you? What was your experience with that? How long did it take to develop? You know, what sort of hurdles did you come against?
1: Um, well, we were in the midst of uh, developing Duality ZF, which had been in development for over a year at that point. And honestly, there was this uh, business competition in Nova Scotia. We're, we are in Nova Scotia, Canada. And uh, across Nova Scotia, there was a business competition that we were entering. It wasn't, had, didn't have anything to do with video games. But it had to do with tech startup companies. So we fit it, and we thought we could win it. And it was sort of like um, I'm trying to think. You guys probably wouldn't know about Dragon's Den. I'm trying to think of Indeed, TV we st- know Dragon's Den. You know about Dragon Den? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's what it was. Sort of like that, except they're nice. Picture yep. picture Dragon's Den, but they don't just make. I believe,
0: few- I believe actually, Dragon's Den originated in the UK and has probably been exported to America
1: as far as I'm. That's are. probably true. Yeah, I yeah. think that is true. Yeah. So it's sort of like Dragon's Den. at the very end, if we had to pitch our idea. Of Zona games and why it should work as a business, and and honestly, it doesn't dive too deep into how well you can make games. It's how well you can make money. It's you know, and that's what it comes down to. So we needed to to impress the judge panel. So with with he sat there with big piles of cash with he ready to give you. (laughs) Was it was it like that? It wasn't really like that at all. Actually, (laughs) it's actually a government initiative, and and it's and and it was done by Novacorp which is an amazing company they're still helping us out now and that's the whole thing they they continue to help everybody who enters even if you don't win so it was, it was pretty cool it's all about growth of technology in Nova Scotia so we ended up winning that and the way we did it was with Decimation X so we held this is the we could have went to them and said hey we make games what have we done so far we've made half of one or we could have gone to them and said hey we make games, here's a game we already made, Destination X, and it's out on the system, and we're halfway through another one. And it, would, it just showcased that actually having a game out, it it proved to the judging panel that we could actually finish a game, that we have the marketing and distribution set, because they, they don't understand whether, you know, Microsoft could reject the game after it's done. Sometimes a lot of businesses have their products finished, and that's only half the game. Sometimes they can't even get it distributed, right? And uh, so, Decimation X was kind of was born out of that. Uh, it was a game that Jason basically had coded on the PC ten years earlier, which is funny. Right. And, okay. And yeah, we thought just let's, and we knew it could be a big hit. And the reason Decimation X is kind of it's not quite what it could have been it was because we Jason coded that in like three and a half weeks. Right. Um, so
0: it, it wasn't. You see, because we spoke, we spoke to the guy who made Square Off. Uh, over right. in Australia, and he was telling us it did take a whole year to, to develop that game, you know, so it does right. seem, from talking to developer to developer, how, you know, the difference in time, and I guess it, it probably depends on, on the type of game, maybe.
1: Definitely it does. Decimation X is, was really put together quick, it wasn't. Some people actually, because now we have Decimation X3 that just came out a few days ago, uh, some people actually... They misjudge the direction of where we were going with decimation x as a whole like in our in our minds, we have a game that 's better than decimation x better than decimation x two x three uh, and we 're heading towards that and When you just see decimation x the very first attempt, especially when it was a quick attempt um Sometimes you might think that there's certain things in there that we were going for, and it's actually not. You know, We would improve them or remove them or change them if we had more time. And then when you go to do that, then all of a sudden you get a fan that actually liked the first one as opposed to where you went with it. And that's the, that's somewhat of a problem with every game with their sequels. There's always someone who likes Geometry Wars 1 better than, num- than number 2 and, and vice versa.
0: So how can I ask you, how do you feel about the comments that you get that it's just another Space Invader clone? So how would you <laughs>
1: respond to that then? Uh, space, actually, one, one guy who rated us who was uh, just some kind of no name uh, just uh, just some guy blogging like not a huge name and but i I usually get myself involved with people who who uh, rip our games apart because there always is something to learn from that. It always kind of stings like i won 't lie but i 'm kind of used to it, and you you can never make everybody happy, but when you really dive in if you just only argue back and forth. You're not gonna learn anything. But if you can figure out why they thought that, then you can avoid that or learn from it in the future. And this guy was talking with Decimation X and Space Invaders as as if they're the same game. And in one and the very final thing in his review basically he said, uh it's nice to see Space Invaders. still fun after 30 years or something. Yeah,
0: I don't. I, mean, I don't really remember power power-ups in Space Invaders. I could be wrong, <laughs> but I don't. I definitely don't remember that or recall it. To be honest. Yeah.
1: Well, I actually sent him a video of Space Invaders, <laughs> and a video of Destination X, and just said, "Look, like this. The difference between these two things is what we do. Like this is what we do. We don't always... And then another thing, Destination X is the only game that we. Uh, You know, some people seem to think that Zona Games just takes a game that's already existing and modifies it, that's not true. Like, Decimation X is the only game that kind of really is geared towards Space Invaders. It actually is based more off TI Invaders from the, tex- the ti 99 a Okay. It's, yeah, and I've seen a ton of Space Invaders clones, including uh, Space Invaders Extreme, Space Invaders uh, Infinity Gene, the last two that just came out, including the ones on the Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Genesis, you know, all over the place. And the best one by far that I've played is TI Invaders on the Texas Instrument 994A. And that, I'm like, guessing that's an old game. <laughs> it's old. Yeah, it's old, and it was it was awesome. And um, it didn't have power-ups and all this stuff, but it was, it had it was it was really fun, and I had fun with it. And a lot of our inspiration of Decimation X actually came from that game. So it wasn't really we never really even really played the the original Space Invaders, but that's where it came from. So I don't. In the end, to answer your question, I don't really mind that people compare it to Space Invaders too much. I mean,
0: I mean, I so- I got my daughter to play X3, you know, last night just as sort well. right. and she enjoyed herself. She was uh, she was definitely trying to beat her scores, you know, and and she's eight, so that's you know, right. That's yeah, what it's about. you know, the the hook is there. I've got to say, you know, even in an eight-year-old, she understands getting higher up the leaderboard, and that's what you know she was attempting to do.
1: That's right, and that is exactly, like, if I could explain what we do at Zona Games, or what we try to do, I should say, what our philosophy is, is to regenerate that experience that I had when I was playing uh, TI Invaders, trying to beat my top score. It's the experience. It's not the gameplay. It's not the graphics. It's not the dimensions, like two dimensions versus 3D. It's the experience, and... Like, if your daughter is now trying to score around our game and trying to best herself, that's exactly what we used to do back in the day. When games didn't have stories, they're all about skill development, you know, getting the highest score, um, and you can also be at the edge of your seat if you, like, I saw this one guy, he got over 10 million points in Decimation X3, so once I knew that was possible, I thought, I can get 10 million, I was trying so But he's like
0: King of Kong, isn't he, all over again?
1: Yeah, and when you enter that that arena, uh, so many gamers do not. And they look at Decimation X 3, and they look at Decimation X and Space Invaders. They, they combine them all the same game. You move left and right and shoot. It's a one-dimensional-based game. Uh, and they judge it on that, and they discard it. Chances are they're not. They've never... Or they they no longer enter the arena of really trying to so can I can I just
0: ask you know obviously from decimation x to x three do you class x three as a new game
1: or an upgraded version of decimation x and so how do you classify it um, uh, upgrade would have been i it 's not an up, uh, an upgrade in the sense that like it would it would have pissed somebody off if we had just upgraded Decimation X and also they load up the the up, like an update to it yep. i guess so it's definitely not an update, but you said upgrade, but it's, yeah, I guess it's more of an upgrade. It's not, it's, an, it's a new game. It's between an upgrade and a new game. Basically, it's the same, it's us approach, better approaching that, that final Decimation X game that we really wanted to make the first time around. Um, and it still is not perfect. It's still not what we completely wanted to make it into. But th- there's definitely enough a difference between the two. To warrant even I mean, play the first to get the second one.
0: Yeah, I mean the one thing I haven't done with my daughter yet is playing in co-op, you know, with two people at the same time. So I'm right. gu- I'm guessing that's gonna be a bit crazy. Yeah it um, is <laughs> But we haven't quite done that yet. So the one thing I did like that, you know, if you wanted a more of a challenge you could take away the shields, you know, and have none at all. That's which right. I thought was quite, and I like the fact you start off with none, and it's only when you get to the second wave that obviously shield becomes available so i was i was quite impressed with that as well so i'm liking that it it does feel more of a challenge
1: yeah there's about a hundred differences from the two games um there's the list is huge and so what are, what
0: are the major ones for people who may have played the first one and think it's it's very similar what what are the major changes you did and the major
1: differences okay well basically the game is sped up everything that is boring in the first one, is removed in this one. So how long it takes for your ship to come back, how long it takes for you to get into the the juice of the game, like where, it's real, where a lot of action is happening, that happens way quicker. There's more power-ups. Um, Decimation X actually, some people were talking about the trailer of Decimation X, actually shows a ridiculous amount of power-ups that you can never get, what well, you actually can get in the game if you could last long enough, but it turns out that even the best players can't get that far um So even the first game didn't even show off how powerful you can actually get. This game does that a lot better. um It has bosses in it. Every fourth level is a yeah. Huge... No, which I noticed obviously was yeah. another change
0: because <laughs> I did buy the first one and I've obviously bought this one as well. So yeah, I've, I have seen
1: those change, those sorts of changes definitely. That's right. And uh let me think, what else? The, the bosses, there's more. There's a few more power-ups. So there's a different shield power-up that just covers the entire bottom of the screen. Um, there's the two game modes. The normal mode is the same. Um, the challenge mode actually has no shield power-ups. So you never get... And because the game doesn't start with shields, you never get shields. And it has no invincibility beam icons. So you don't get an, an invincibility shield. And what's interesting is that what what replaces those power-ups are like weapon power-ups and whatnot, like, the, like offensive power-ups as opposed to defensive ones. So you actually get more offensive power-ups. If you play in the challenge mode, you'll be more powered up, which means you can kill the enemies fast, you get more bonus points for killing them off quicker. Uh, there's a level complete bonus. So it ends up being that the two scores kind of like balance each other out, so they both actually end up being in the same scoreboard. Some... You'll you'll find that both your top scores and both modes will be very close to one another.
0: Oh, that's cool. I mean, yeah. that brings me on to a question from the community. We've had one off, um, School Duggerer, also known as Richard Primrose, and and basically he asks, uh, would you consider in the in the next version of you do or an update to do an online battle mode? Is what he wanted oh, to know.
1: A battle mode? Yeah. Um,
0: like uh, I don't how know how that... he envisaged this, but he wants <laughs> an on, some one-on-one online battle mode.
1: He asked for. You know what maybe you, you couldn 't really attack each other, but it was like a score attack on yeah. each other yeah, so basically i 'm going to try to go kill all these enemies before you kill them. That might be pretty good, yeah, that would be a great idea
0: so that 's one of the things he has and the, and one of the things i 'd thought of you know you know like games like trials h d and, and even more recently the uh, Dorito game uh, has you, you, obviously someone the, the person on your friends' list who's got the slightly higher score than you. And, and you're always sort of taking over the score or the
1: next person on your friends list who's got the next highest score up to you. Right. We want that in all of our games. We, uh, we actually haven't put online scores in any of our games yet. Uh, there's no leaderboard, so you have to do it in a peer-to-peer multiplayer sharing ses- session. Which actually, uh, we've taken quite a bit of flack over not having online scores uh, in our games. And we were working on a score-sharing system that was going to one-up every other attempt at this so far. And it ended up being a project that was probably the size of one or two games to to create this API, and we were going to uh, share it with other. We were going to try to have other developers use it, but then with the the rumors that are starting that we're going to get leaderboards, we scrapped the project. We realized that it, we're putting too much time into this. We're not making games. We we need to be making games just to stay alive. I mean, so is it is it difficult with the X and A to have online, you know, it is, it is the biggest problem with it is um well for one you have to have two people playing the game at the same time so you can have a an Xbox or I could just have an Xbox sitting here playing you know Decimation X3 so it's always online always sharing but we now have three games out we don't have three Xboxes to to let them run like that and then so then the problem comes into well how often are two games connecting to to each other uh, the best thing is if the scores are being shared in the background while you're playing the game. Well, with our games, they're so intense, sometimes extra processes can slow it down and cause frame skips. Another right. thing that can cause frame skips is garbage collection, which is done automatically in XNA. So as you're using memory, then, then the system wants to free up that memory to use it again. When, if it's too much memory to free up, it'll skip the frame, which might only be one frame in a 60th of a second, but that frame could cause a death in our game. And... And if you're not into a Decimation X and R style of games, these arcade style games, you won't care about that. But the people who are good at these games care a lot about it, Jason and I included. And oh, yeah. Better... I mean,
0: we, we know, you know, what the, the street fighter people are like, you know, with hitboxes and, you know, and, and everything exactly. has got to be precise and, you know, absolute exactly. precision.
1: And We are all about we, our philosophy is to empower the player, we want to give them everything we don 't want to ever have somebody die because the game skipped a frame and they die because the game messed up. We want it to because you messed up. you know it was your skill that was lacking at that moment in time is why you died so i mean as, you, a, as a flip side to that, I got my daughter uh, epic Mickey on the Wii um.
0: And that's got a lot of issues, and she just thought it was boring. You know, right. and it's interesting, because mm-hmm. sometimes we play these little... There's a, there's a game out on the arcade called Ilo Milo. Have you heard of that? I haven't <laughs> heard of it, no. Ilo Milo. And it's just... <laughs> you need to look it up, and it's, it's interesting, because the way they've marketed it at the moment is there's, like, a super-secret website, and if you go, uh, you can input a code into there, and then you get an Xbox Live code to download it. And it's sort of a two-player sort of puzzle game. Sort of okay. isometric and cubes, and it's very—it's a lot like little big planet, you know, lots of textures and stuff. You know, to, you know, stuff look like, you know, the cubes look like velvet and all that sort of stuff. But she much prefers a game like that or one of the little indie games than she does to play in, you know, what you might consider a proper game, you know. Right. Do you want to tell us a bit about Score Rush, which has obviously just been released,
1: very hot off the press, really. That's right. It was released yesterday. Uh... Um, December ninth, and Decimation X3 was released December seventh. So ah. it's pretty crazy. Score Rush is a four-player shoot 'em up. It's basically the spiritual sequel or prequel to a Duality ZF. It uses the Duality ZF engine, so it's it's extremely high intensity. It's a, it's an overhead view shoot 'em up game. The controls a lot like Geometry Wars, so it's a dual-stick shooter Yeah, what
0: was, it, what was interesting, Mo, it also feels like a vertical-scrolling shooter at the same time, which I it found is. quite an interesting combination, you know, because normally with a, a, a sort of Geometry Wars-style game, you're always in a box or... It's an yeah, arena yeah. shooter, yeah. yeah.
1: And it's getting pretty tired, like, that, that concept. Um, Geometry Wars does it extremely well. As far as I've seen, nobody has touched Geometry Wars. Everybody's always a step below them. And I I find it funny that everybody uh, they they try, they tend to follow right. They don't tend to. I
0: think the one the only one that stands out for me is on the PSN, which is uh, Everyday Shooter.
1: Right, Everyday Shooter's great. Yeah, yeah,
0: which I thought was the one that sort of took that concept but changed it up enough to make it different and interesting.
1: Yeah, see, and that's and it's always something different. It's never something that outdoes. I don't want to say that that anybody's really outdone Geometry Wars, but uh, definitely anybody that. Has gained additional like respect, I guess, in a different. It always has to be something different. You can never just do the same thing better. Geo- like to outdo Geometry Wars at exactly what they do is going to be a very difficult thing. They've almost done it perfectly. I think the only the only game that I outdid it was Geometry Wars Two. Quite right. honestly, I know. I think so too. <laughs> you know, which was I really love both cool. those games. I've I've completed. I got the two hundred two hundred on both of them, and uh, wax on, wax in, off. Ooh. Yeah.
0: That was a, that was a, wax on was fine wax off that was a, that was a toughie. Um, well, smile
1: was hard, and then uh, oh the yeah, I've got
0: forgotten That oh.
1: smile was hard, and then the one million on the first one, the one million without dying was hard. It was yeah. those two? I mean, we we have on the podcast
0: Chinny, which is uh, one of the people I know who just scores ridiculous amounts of points on on Geometry <laughs> Wars. You know, he's he's just ridiculous. You know, I, you know you see some of his scores, and you really have no. I you, you <laughs> yeah, you have no concept how you can do that in that game. You know, it, it really is really is ridiculous.
1: See, I mean... that game captures that same thing that we're after. Geometry Wars captures that. You know, yeah. the, whole, the whole skill-based, score-running, like trying to beat that score, and you're so close. And, the you know, the feeling you get when you know it just takes one death, and then you're out, and you're trying to break that record. That's something that either... Ha- you can only have that feeling when there is true consequence, and video games today remove consequence. they let you restart easily a lot of racing games like you play outrun for example uh on the the arcade outrun like in nineteen eighty five when you run off the road you crash your car either explodes or flips over killing killing tons of your time off the sc- uh, off your time score uh outrun the new ones your car flips around the air lands on the, lands on the ground already moving you there you know, go, just,
0: that's how it should be, surely yeah, it's <laughs> no
1: consequence it's like, oh,
0: the, the, I, I, th- I think that is true but also that is a, a throwback to the old arcade machines that were all about taking your money off you to True. A, to a certain extent.
1: But they also um, have that feeling, right? And that's that experience is what we're after. Definitely.
0: But I think gamers these days, you know, if they're paying $60 for a game, you know, <laughs> yeah. they want to experience what's in the game and not necessarily. I mean, a good example is Forza 3 with the rewind uh, button, that's isn't right. it? You know, That's if I right. make a mistake, you can just rewind and do it again. Um, slightly moving away from games, one of the other rumors I've heard, and again, you you can maybe tell me whether this is uh, true or not. I know, don't, don't you love it? Rumors, we like rumors. Um, I love that, rumors. <laughs> that they're potentially going to be building uh, connect functionality into X and A in the next update. I've heard. Uh, okay. How would how would you feel about that? And is it something to be interested in working with?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. We already have a connect game idea ready to work on if if they bring that to us. And if they do it, we're we're gonna make it. And it'll be different I don't I, I can't I won't even go into the details of it. I, oh I come on, you I can tell me, you me a little bit. bit. It's gonna make connec it's going come on to come eight. on. You've got to spill <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how can I say it without having someone steal the idea? Um I'm not really too concerned with someone stealing the idea because I think that other people will already do it. I think we can just do maybe do it better. Um We just want to show off the technology. To connect is amazing. I have it. I own it.
0: I mean, interestingly, today there has been announced that uh, they're releasing middleware for people to use on PCs with it now. So they've totally embraced uh, the homebrew guys, you know, with it now. I mean, because initially Microsoft was saying they were going to start prosecuting people who were hacking it for the PCs. But right. now they've completely... I mean, they've obviously realised that it's getting a lot of publicity as a result yeah, of this, yeah. and it's free. You know, it's absolutely yeah. free publicity, isn't it? So That's right. Yeah, they're giving people the tools. I mean, one of the games that impressed me the most from E3 uh, this year was Child of Eden, you know, and that's the sort of thing I, I look at with Connect and think, you know, that's something I would really like to play.
1: I haven't seen, I haven't seen that one. I don't know I mean, about it.
0: Okay, it's... Uh, do, I'm, I'm assuming, do you know Res HD?
1: Yeah, I do. Yeah. Res
0: HD. Well, it's by the same developer as Res HD, okay. uh, but you use your hands and, and motion gestures to sort of shoot instead oh, of yeah. using a controller. If if you get a chance, if you look up the E3, it was it was interesting because it was uh, tagged on at the beginning of the Ubisoft um, uh, conference at E3 this year. So it wasn't with the Microsoft bit okay. and you know most proper gamers, that was the one game that everyone was like, "Wow, that looks
1: cool." Yeah, that is a good idea. You know, you so, have two mouse cursors with your, both your hands. Yeah, so that's high potential. Yeah. And he
0: did clutching gestures with his hands to do the, obviously the shooting. Right. So it's definitely, I mean, it's definitely worth a look if you if you have a, have a look that up. That is is pretty interesting. Um, what about iPhone? I mean, is that something you've ever looked into? Because I think you know some of your games would work
1: perfectly on an iPhone. Um, we haven't, but uh, Decimation X2 came out on the Windows Phone Seven. Which, if you get a chance to check that out, we actually we see quite a good uh, bit of positive feedback on how much performance we get out of the Windows Phone 7 with the particles like spraying off, like the enemies and everything. It's it's uh it's pretty impressive. I actually only first saw it on a phone today. It was the first time that I saw Decimation X2 on a re- actual phone on a YouTube video, because we actually developed that game. Jason did developed that game completely within an emulator. Uh, we it had to be it had to be finished before the phones were even released right so we never we never got a development phone which means you got to use an emulator and so you're, <laughs> we're sitting here with like the phone on our on our pc screen like using a mouse it's not the same thing as using your fingers but so it's pretty that was a pretty cool experience for us but yeah as for iPhones i think th- you know the we were we were planning on coming out with score rush as well on the Windows Phone seven. I think both those games could be translated over onto the iPhone as well.
0: Okay. I mean that's quite interesting because obviously the Windows Phone seven didn't get that great a reception when it was released, so right. I'm not sure how successful it's gonna be ultimately, you know, and I think it's a tough market with the iPhone sort of owning so much of it now. It is a tough right. market to go into. Um so it'll be interesting to see how that develops. Um before I let you go, I have got a couple of other sort of more random stuff. Um okay. Yeah, so basically I mean do you get a chance to play you know proper games like normal games you know, box <laughs> cons, or not is the first question I, I would ask i
1: honestly don't have enough time to play all the games i want to play and that's uh, like even even our own games i don't have enough time to even really score or run my own games as much as i want to um i mostly concentrate on the xbox live arcade games and xbox live any games uh, even though I have purchased like Forza Three is one game I played a lot of, uh, there's a few AAA titles like that. I own probably you know 40 AAA title Xbox games uh, that I haven't really played too much of. Um, so it's it's almost uh, you I have to pick and choose what I play, and I tend to gravitate towards the games that are you know, arcade in nature and nature. So,
0: so can I ask you then, what's been your favourite arcade or indie game this year then? So what's stood out for you then?
1: Um, my favourite? You mean not including my own? <laughs> not
0: including, no, sorry. No, that that really is too biased, I have to say. You've got to <laughs> pick one that doesn't include you out yet. Not including your own. God, you sound like Simon Cowell off the X Factor in the UK now. <laughs> now who's your favourite act okay. apart from your own? my act of course
1: um, Yeah, exactly it's hard it's uh right now what i'm itching to do is go play my two games and it's and it's it's not even a marketing <laughs> thing it's not even a marketing thing it's not, it's i want to go beat score rush in in hard difficulty right now cuz it unlocks expert mode that's what's on my mind when i think about turning on my xbox okay well, there but uh, yeah I'm tra- <laughs> there must am be another game this year that yeah I know. <laughs> come on actually the, all of the radiant games games yep. are incredible. But we
0: like fluid. We follow fluid with yeah. X. We really, really
1: like fluid. I've actually had a chance to beta test uh, Crossfire 2. Okay. And there's, yeah, and there's an extra mode in it that's just about... It's almost more like the games Jason and I make. Like It's pure intensity right off the bat. It's, it's quicker play. I think he calls it score attack mode um definitely check out Crossfire 2 and play score attack mode we'll it's definitely good. be checking that out We're yeah it's awesome
0: out. so can i ask you before i let you yeah. go this is the final question then we are going to let you go um okay. <laughs> but what what do you think the future is for indie games and
1: where do you see it leading to and and for yourselves and for all the other developers on there oh the future well i'm hoping that they're that they bring in uh some sort of quality assurance uh, mechanism and i 've actually proposed uh, this proposal to Microsoft on how to on an idea that I had to do that, and actually that was one of the, that was one of the key items that one of the co-founders of Xbox Live Any games actually mentioned that he recognized that the better game should receive either more promotion or something like that because it is difficult to find the gems. Uh, when there's just uh, when it's an unrestricted platform, you're going to have right from low quality to high quality, but the majority are actually going to be low quality. And it's unfair, and so far the, the system's been judged unfairly on sort of the average indie game when it should be judged on the true potential of it. You know, the PC indie game scene, or like the Japanese indie game scene, uh, with like their shoot 'em up games uh, they 're judged on the best attempts, not th- not just the average attempts right and I think any games will will progress and eventually be judged properly by putting its best face forward and then uh, I do believe we 'll get achievements gamer score and leaderboards, so then we 'll have all the uh, respects I guess that the other games that other you know xbox games get, and then there, it'll be a, a platform that a lot of people can make a living off of. And with that, more people will make a living off it and you'll see higher quality games. And I, and I expect that uh, the, the $3 and $5 price points will be more, uh, right now, there's almost like a race for the bottom so that they're almost ignored the higher price points. I think with achievements and, and whatnot, with those, uh, those higher price points will be attacked more so that it'll almost be more fulfilled in the future. That's just my prediction
0: <laughs> I mean I mean it's interesting me, you know because, like I said earlier, we played uh, decay parts one to three, and each of those was two hundred and forty points, uh right. but we had no issues parting with that those amounts of points or money in effect for those games because the quality was was really so good so you know we had no issues and you know up to now we're almost at the the price of a normal arcade game in three parts you know that's right but they've they've done a brilliant job of the story and the hook and we just want to find out what happens next you know and they've done a great job of that they have done a really good job of that right before you go do you want to give out twitter email uh (laughs) website facebook all that sort of stuff if people want to sort of find you
1: Okay, well, the first, the best thing is our website. It's Zona.com, spelled X-O-N-A dot C-O-M. It's an X. (laughs) So from Zona.com, you can find our Twitter, our YouTube, Facebook page. There's a contact there for my email. You can see right off the bat, you see all of our games, see the trailers to all of them, download links to all of them. claim to fame for all of them. You'll see it right off the... Just go to Zona.com, and you'll see. And yeah, I'd love to hear back. Twitter, just contact us through Twitter if you want. If not, through private email. Or or, or just comment on our trailers and whatnot. Definitely interested. Anybody who's, uh, who's been waiting on Duality ZF, I highly recommend they check out Score Rush because it's based... It's uh, created on the same engine. So it's somewhat of a and, and it's a spiritual prequel we call it to duality zf so you'll you'll get a taste of what you're looking for with that game
0: there you go That's well i I've, I've got to say it's been an absolute pleasure <laughs> uh and i would like to obviously thank you you know and give some appreciation for you coming on and having a chat
1: with us really yeah, well it's yeah i greatly appreciate you having us on it's it's uh, it's awesome